Welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in small towns in mid-America. I'm your host, Allison Hassler. And I'm Russell Williams, and we're coming to you from the Citadel Building in downtown Marion, Illinois, home of Ethos, Entrepreneurial and Technical Opportunities, which is an emerging small business incubator and co-working, co-sharing offices. Our guests today are Gorilla Films owner, Tennyson Tanner and Jonah Atkins. Welcome guys, thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you for letting us be here and be able to just tell our story. Yeah, thank you guys. So tell us a little bit about yourselves and what is Gorilla Film? Oh wow. Um, <laughs> I grew up pretty much in Marion, all through childhood and growing up. Um, so this is my hometown, this is where our roots are grounded and um, Wow. Moved away eventually. Here's a short little nutshell of a story. Moved away, came back, um, just re-engaged with the community and kind of started our business and started growing from there. And originally, I think um, the business was under my name under Tennyson Tanner. We did that for a number of years and then we rebranded and went to Gorilla Film and then it kind of took off from there. And so we've been able to work with so many different uh, businesses throughout our community and not just in our community but even national and international and so we've had such great opportunity just starting from this little town yeah so were you filmmaking or commercial making prior to moving back to Marion? i was in the process starting i'd worked okay. in tv um at a couple different tv stations here and there and i worked at a missions organization where i did all their multimedia for their live concerts and tv and broadcast stuff like that and then I kind of worked into commercial marketing and advertising. And when I moved back here, I saw there was a void. And, like, I just wanted to try to do something yeah. to get it going. Excellent. Yeah. How about you, Jenna? Um, I was in marketing for a seed corn company. And then uh, met this guy and another friend because we all wanted to make a movie, which we still haven't made. Uh, like <laughs> We're in the process of the script writing right now. <laughs> yeah, like 12, 15 years ago. And then uh, through that process, I started helping on small projects on the side. Um, I was the marketing uh, manager for uh, a seed corn company. Okay. Um, and I went to, as this started growing, I went to my boss there and I was like, can I go part time so I can do this more? And oh. he's like, I hate to hear that, but yeah, we'll let you. And then a few months later, he's like, can I go no time so I can do this more? <laughs> <laughs> And pretty much that's it. Like, um, Tennis and Tanner was growing, and then we rebranded as Gorilla Film to focus on the markets we were really interested in, which was agriculture, outdoor vehicles, and things like that. And um, we just we just hit a, a tidal wave of work one fall, so I had to basically quit my other job so we could keep up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was wondering about that seed corn connection. I was like, how did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, timing of that was okay too because like, the fall we kind of slowed down because we you know sales season for seed corn is early summer and fall yeah. uh, beginning of fall and so we were kind of hitting our little break like lull there so it was all right cool yeah so how long ago did gorilla film start or i guess maybe we should ask how long how long ago did tennyson tanner film oh, wow. start and then Science. when that transition was Oh, that's true. Silo it actually Silo. started as Silo 7 Films, went to Tennis and Tanner, and now Gorilla Film. Yeah. So I've been doing video commercials probably about 18 years, and then Gorilla Film about 11 years Since, ago. Okay. Gorilla Jonah Film actually knows. So Tennis and Tanner was probably three or four years mm -hmm. before that. Yeah. It's all, it's all of us merged together, basically. But yeah. Wow. 
Okay. So how did you, how did you get started? Like, what take us, paint that picture for us on how it started, what were you doing at the time and how, how you got into that point where Jonah, you had to quit your job and focus full time and go all in. Um, actually working local here, I had actually kind of started even working with advertising agencies and here and there in Carbondale, Marion and, and so forth. And even getting to Paducah, then it kind of started venturing out to St. Louis and then LA, then Chicago and different, and just kept growing and growing. And, uh, we had just focused on one project at a time. We'd, we'd take a concept of a commercial and we'd sit down, we'd storyboard it. We'd, uh, do all the creative for it and we'd jump in, we'd do it. And kind of each project we did was its own little stepping stone. And as we kept growing, just kept building out, building out, building out to the point where I can't do this on my own. And I definitely needed help. And, and Jonah's got the ambition and creativity also. I don't mind talking to people. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty much more reserved. He's more reserved. Yeah. Jonah's I, like, it was the easiest job in the world. Because how it started out was I was supposed to be doing marketing. And uh, the first thing was like, go through my old emails. And I'd find emails that two, three years ago that hadn't been responded to. There were people like, hey, we want to do a commercial with you. So it was just responding to those emails. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> a lot of times people that are driven in a skill set, like, like he's, he's mastering or perfecting a craft. Yeah. You know, he didn't necessarily like he liked working through agencies, I think, a lot of the time because he got to be behind the scenes, you know. Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> with that, like there's a lot of positive, but some of the fun is just doing the creative, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've taken a step out where we get to do more of the creative and help kind of guide some of our clients a little bit more. Yeah. So. Did you both love film when you were younger and that's what inspired this? Or do you think it was when your work in marketing and you saw products, you said, well, I can do that. I can do better. For me, it definitely was starting. My, my dad was always interested in photography and he would do, I don't know, just photography of his own stuff. He, nothing he'd ever kind of share or be public or known for. And that really got me interested. And I don't know, from there, I kind of drove my ambition and like, I really want to, I don't know, impress my father but at the same time kept me going and that's where it all started for me was your dad professional in that business no he wasn't professional at all but uh to me he was yeah so that's excellent Uh, i was always interested in film but i I was always relatively risk averse so the reason i went into marketing was so that i could dabble in like marketing's got advertising right that's fun so it was uh it felt like the safe way to go into it to me like going through marketing and then um the risk averse kind of stopped several years ago when I told my wife, I was like, I think I want to do this. And she's like, well, you've got this sweet, cushy thing here. You sure you want to risk it for this? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's entrepreneur story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite part? You are, you already talked about the marketing aspect of it and just being able to talk to people. You're a very sociable person. Um, what is your favorite part about, doing your business and being able to have that flexibility or the travel. You guys travel all over the place. Yeah, yeah, there's so many different aspects from just being able to be around family and being home and being local um, to the traveling aspect. We were just in North Carolina Monday Monday shooting, and that's another national client we did for NASCAR and for Clint Boyer and uh, Tony Stewart, Tony Stewart and, and, uh, and then we um, flew yeah. back here and we shooting in the next day. It, it's it's all just kind of a each day is kind of different, and so it kind of makes it that part is interesting to me. You never know what each week is going to be, but 
at the same time, we kind of plan out ahead what is going to be hopefully for the next client, and we have everything kind of organized, storyboarded. And sometimes commercials just pop up, and we have to go. Yeah, this one happened last Wednesday. We got a text from a client at ten thirty. Like, what are you doing Monday? It's like, is this for a conference call? It's like for a shoot. It's like where North Carolina. I guess we're going to North Carolina. You know, it was one of those quick things, but it was also, that was fun because it was a challenge. Like we had basically two business days to, um, we didn't have time to sketch storyboards. So we brought in Legos and built the storyboards with Legos and hired all the crew and everything and get things organized for the shoot Monday. That's cool. Yeah. So your crew, how many other folks do you work with? Well, it really depends like on a lot of our commercial projects. Um, we did, for instance, St. Louis, we did uh, the Barnes Hospital. And so we'll build out a whole team. We'll build, build out our storyboards. We'll do our whole run through, get a production book made and everything. And then we go to shoot. We'll have an entire cast of crew members coming on from anywhere. I think we had like 30, 35 30. or 40 people on that okay. one. But um, mm-hmm. on so they projects, really depend like on the project sub-10, you know, and the yeah. budget because we yeah. can scale up or scale down. Yeah. And okay. so that's the flexibility that we have in this area and to be able to move all through different ranges. Where do you find those folks? Are they from here? Are they from the city that you're Mostly in? the cities, but sometimes okay. we'll take crew with us too. Okay. And so even on this North Carolina, we took some crew with us, but we also hired out crew too. Yeah. And so it's a networking of yeah. people. Around. Yeah. It gives us a chance to build up like the crew we trust. Um, Cause like we've got a couple local guys that we use pretty regularly and then when we land in, like, especially for local to semi-local spots, but then when we land a national spot, we're able to bump them up to another position and give them okay. a little pay bump, too. And it's kind of like, uh, in a way, it's training them so that they can kind of right. fill all the different roles on a crew, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Okay. Um, and so who's in charge of that, getting the crew together? Because you clearly, your strengths are in the creative side, yeah. and clearly yours is in communi- communication yeah, side, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, I'll put together the crews and just be like, how's this sound? It's like, yeah, sure. No, maybe we need somebody doing this. All right, we got the budget for it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty well. Yeah, Jonah Axe is our producer yeah. and co director. And yeah, and I, there's a director, then a lot of the DP, Gaffer. Yeah, DP and Gaffer. <laughs> Main <laughs> editor. Editor. <laughs> like Tennyson. But uh, we'll, a lot of projects will send out um, our final project. When it's ready to air, we'll send them to a colorist and we'll get it finalized. And there's a big process of everybody coming together just to make one little 30 second commercial come together and to me that's something that's really fun about this is that I think a lot of other people around think there it, it's not that complicated or there's you can, you can just put something together and get out there but we like to really take all the time and make something as good as we can and your commercial is only as good as the I guess the it's worst shot the in, in the commercial, yeah. it, you have to keep the bar up there. And one bad shot, I feel like it always lowers the bar. So mm-hmm. intentionality and, and detail, attention to detail has been our wow. motto. So we talked about what you love about it. So what are some challenges that you have had with being in such a creative business? Especially mm-hmm. coming from a small town, too. Sure. I think it's a double-edged sword where it is getting crew, too. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it, it's a give-and-take kind of thing. And uh, and I think from a local standpoint, client, um, just expectations of 
where we want to head with a, a certain commercial or, or where we're headed and and their goals and our goals and I think that's the biggest challenge is actually just the meeting process and like how can we refine this and how can we make it something that's very beneficial in the end for you and um, and something that we're we're proud to share and be creative with and and everything's happy with sure yeah I think also knowing when to branch out like that was a like mm-hmm. we've done so much here and then we just realized if we would go two hours north like our rates were quite a bit higher you know yeah. so just finally learning like when to branch out and that's been something like we could do a hundred small projects a year which would just murder us or we could do you know we do a handful of smaller handful of medium and a handful of larger projects and that allows us to have more time with our families and things like that yeah so that that's one I would think is just knowing when to branch out and how to branch out yeah. is a, a bit of a challenge. Wow. But, but why are you here? I mean, clearly you could be in Nashville, Chicago, you've been in St. Louis. So why does it work in small town Marion? I think it works great for us. The fact that we're here in right in the central area, we have Paducah over here. We have St. Louis. We can go to Chicago. We can jump on a flight and go to L.A. We can we can just maneuver pretty easy. And, and then we have the comfortability we can be on a shoot in Nevada and then come home and go to our soccer game with our kids. And yeah. that's where I think for me it is. And then also yeah. Jonah, just the family life. That's what yeah. settles us here. Yeah. And we're pretty, like you said, we're centrally located. Like uh, I, a director in Chicago is 10 hours from Nashville. You know, we're three hours from Nashville, two hours from St. Louis four, five. like we can drive basically to anywhere you know, outside of Utah. (laughs) And we could and have driven there for shoots. (laughs) But that one, it makes more sense to fly. But being centrally located here is is nice. Yeah, Yeah, it sounds like you're able to pivot very easily. Mm -hmm. And even though that you spend a lot of time in some metropolitan areas, that balance, that work-life balance, or however you want to call it, coming home and being in the country or being at a soccer game that really kind of restores that, that sense of normalcy oh, for you guys. And that's, yeah. that's really neat. I know that you have a big family. Yeah. Um, Tennyson, do you have, I do. I have two daughters, a three year old and a five year old. So right. every day is yeah. just, you just want more time with them. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that's honestly the last few years, I think that's shaped our business more than our business. Has, if that <laughs> makes true. sense. It like, has totally changed. We've last few caught years. ourselves making decisions on like, we don't have to do this project, you know, like, cause there, there was a few years ago where we traveled, I felt like 12 or 13 weeks. Like it was over that period. We were traveling probably every week or every other week for a minute. And when wow. we've been able to shape down and pare down to where now we're being a little more choosy with the projects we pick up so that we can allow ourselves to have more time with our families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, that comes with small town too, cause that's yeah. more of a small town attitude that I don't have to drive an hour to go home. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't yeah. cost near as much as living yeah. in Chicago, where you probably have to pick up all those. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What is your? Uh, what do you see the benefits of being able to just stay here versus you know going to a bigger, more metropolitan area like that? For me, a lot of it's family driven. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was from Goreville. Now all my communities in Marion. The other thing is like there's a surprising amount of talent in in Southern Illinois and Marion and. Like we work with agencies in, in, in Carbondale and um, guys here in Marion that I think are just as talented as the people we work with in uh, St. Louis and Chicago and places like that. 
Um, And then I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) You were doing excellent. I had had actually just asked you a second time about what the benefits was. So you kind of already answered this before. (laughs) Oh, the other thing too, now I'm back on my train of thought is people here are easy to work with. Like, uh, we were bidding a job in, in St. Louis where we needed like a construction crew or something like that for a few, for like just a few hours. Mm-hmm. And the cost of pulling that off, even in St. Louis, was going to be astronomical. Whereas, like, we've been able to bring a couple national spots here to Southern Illinois um, and, and do them more efficiently and use a pretty well local crew. We did one for DeKalb, which is a seed corn company, um, this March. And our entire crew, other than the gaffer who does lighting, um, was from Southern Illinois here, here in Marion Carbondale area. Oh, wow. And that was cool. And the client was open to it because A, we have cornfields <laughs> and yeah. B, like we've proven in the past that this is something we can do. Yeah. So Excellent. We're establishing flights from our veterans airport to the other places. Do you take advantage of that or do you usually just do the road time that takes um, I think that's two and, kind and a half of a hours or edged area too where yeah. we've, we've taken out but at the same time when we fly we don't it's not just us we have yeah. quite a bit of equipment Six and so we've had right. issues getting into the planes and they have to take separate plane to take the equipment then our schedule flights and so oh, wow. we have to <laughs> yeah. didn't even think about that yeah, yeah you so, do probably have a lot of equipment that so you we've used we it a couple times we've used Paducah a couple times too because they've got bigger mm-hmm. planes mm-hmm. um but yeah, we're using a lot of times. We found not loopholes, but media rates. You can get up to a hundred pound bag for like seventy bucks. Mm-hmm. So we'll take eight hundred pound bags instead of like sixteen. So it's hard for us to get on the small flights. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Problems I didn't even think about. Exactly. And how do your clients find you, or how do you find them? And is is that a challenge because you're coming from small town? Uh, it seems like it's, that's never really actually been an issue. I mean, it's always just seemed like p- people j- just keep coming. And so, and each project just keeps building. We haven't, we, sadly, we haven't really did good on our social media or marketing ourselves. But uh, yeah, it's just been, we've been blessed with just yeah. work just through agencies. And then they put, the other agencies see the work and then they contact and like, hey, we just saw something you did for this agency. Like, yeah. So it's kind of that give and take. Yeah, and some of it's relational. And we have like, we are bad at social media, but we have pulled work from LinkedIn. We've, we've pulled contacts from Instagram and Facebook and things in the past. Um, it's something it would probably behoove us <laughs> to spend a little more time doing. But um, it's also one of those instances where we hit a point a lot of times where we get busy enough where we're like, we can back up off the marketing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's probably not the most, that's not the most aggressive approach, but it's also like that, that family life balance is, is uh, so important to what we do. And then um, just general networking, you know, one creative at this agency really likes our work and really likes working with us. So they're like, you should talk to this guy. And then that guy, opens up and then he's like you know what you should also talk to this guy so we've gotten some that way too yeah and then you know another one that i would just give to entrepreneurs like be friends with everybody that's at your client because you don't know where they're going to end up so like if we work with an ad agency and um, we don't generally get to react with their uh their reps you know but do it because those guys become the in-house marketing people for um, the, the brands, you know, yeah. and we've get, we've pulled some work that way where people leave one agency and go to another or go to a direct client, yeah. which has been helpful. Wow. Yeah. 
That's really good information. Hello, this is Russ and Allison, and thank you for watching the Small Town Big Business Podcast. We also want to thank our sponsors for making this possible. We want to thank Fowler Heating and Cooling, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Arcadia Wealth Group, also Black Diamond Harley-Davidson RV, Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals, the Swinford Media Group, and of course our producer, Union Street Arts. You can join the Small Town Big Business community by subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen on your favorite platform. Subscribing is free and you won't miss upcoming episodes that are released every two weeks. And if you want to know more about the Small Town Big Business podcast or you want to know more about the Ethos Small Business Incubator co-working spaces here on Tower Square Plaza in the Citadel building, simply go to members.ethosmarion.org. Thanks again for being with us today. And now back to our show. So what advice would you give to, to somebody that is getting in to your type of industry and how to start out? And you'd already mentioned getting building those relationships yeah. and getting the networking piece. If I was just starting out and I was a filmographer and I wanted to you know, capture those clients from across the United States, do you start... At a certain point, do you start locally? Do you start, you know, start? I, I think the thing is actually just basically start in general because a lot of people just sit there and like, what should I, how can I do this? If I, if I take this avenue and they kind of tinker around and do some spec commercials and stuff, but they really don't do anything with it. It's a matter of literally just getting it, doing it, getting it out there. And um, even for us, just finding the people that, you even kind of look up to in the in in the whole realm of production and and I have kind of like a mentor relationship with a another director in close to Chicago and like it's always been very helpful to have a mentorship and like here's the things that work business wise here's the things that do not and um, I'd say grab a mentor and then just do your first project and just do the next project and don't just sit and talk about it and and, and not do anything. Yeah, and don't be afraid to put extra into a project. Like, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the projects we did here in Southern Illinois, or he did here in Southern Illinois years ago, we wouldn't have been able to land, like if it wasn't for that, that extra effort he puts into every shot, we wouldn't have been able to land the bigger, yeah. bigger yeah. projects. And just as a personal like life thing that I tell, because we have um, a bunch of young guys run through and help us on sets, and when they ask what I would do, I'm just like, Learn to live on a budget. Yeah. Like learn to live small so you can pursue your dreams. So you're not beholding to happen to pick up everything that you yeah. don't want to do. You want to be in a position where you've got the flexibility in your personal life to allow you to pursue that dream. Yeah. And I think that's something a lot of people get mixed up in. Yeah. yeah so how did powerful. you learn the business side of your business? Because I know from experience, a person who's highly creative has those strengths, but also someone who's highly you know, communicating strengths too the business side doesn't come naturally and it's, right. you know, it's something that you have to learn or, yeah. or hire somebody that does. No, right. I think for Accounting me, the business side, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's always been a struggle. Yeah. And so it doesn't really click with me that much. And so, um, I think one of the biggest changes in our business was have this focus on just to make things as good as we can, no matter what, every, every little detail, every shot. And the biggest thing that kind of launched us was more is the simple thing of just, taking your rates and we 
we're here and we just raise our rates. I'm like, so we're not trying to do all these projects to keep busy, keep, keep busy and then getting all stressed and not be able to make every project as perfect as you want. Mm. It allowed us to be able to hone in. We're going to dedicate this entire, you know, three weeks on this one project and, and just really dive deep into that and really just have that mindset of this is our goal. It's not all this other and just have a more focused uh, decision and way to go. Yeah. And if you had a small business incubator back when you were getting started like, like this, like Ethos, and you had some experienced entrepreneurs like Allison, mm-hmm. uh, how helpful would that have been? Oh, I think it would be hugely helpful. Just be able to have that relationship and be able to come and ask questions and like, what can I do? What next step should I take? How, you know, is there any kind of grants for our business? Is there anything that we could do to, because coming from a non-business side, it's like, I'm clueless. So <laughs> basically, yeah, I think, I think that would be a big thing. Like a lot, a lot of people don't realize, don't consider supply and demand and the fact that like, like there's only so much of you, you can supply. So when the demand goes up, you have to adjust to that too, so that you can, you know, find a good life balance. I think, so. That's a really good point that, yeah, the supply and demand goes both ways. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've experienced that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The, so uh, here's a, a question that we haven't really asked a whole lot, but I, I'm curious to know because I've, I've seen your work. It's beautiful. All, your commercials are amazing. You would think that they came out of LA. Um, I mean, they're just very, very talented. You're, you're, you both are very talented. Um, were there any mistakes that you made along the way that were growing opportunities for you where you thought, okay, we learned, we're never doing that again? I, I, I almost think every, every time we do something, we always make a mistake. <laughs> so we're always <laughs> learning. It's, it's, there's like not a time that we're not learning. Um, yeah, there's been commercials and we're like, what were we thinking when we, when we, when we, yeah. when we pitched that idea and that, that shot and didn't, and so it's a constantly. So on the creative side, you're constantly tweaking and things like that. I think both too, because there's like yeah. different things we've realized. Like for a while we had this habit of, we would do a 30 second spot and we'd edit it and it'd be like 70 seconds. So like we've had to focus more on timing and mm-hmm. we could always whittle it down. But like our dream version was a 60, mm-hmm. you know, whereas the client's dream version was a 30. So mm-hmm. we've had to learn um, the last few years how to adapt to like, okay, we'll get there 30 <laughs> and then we'll have these other things too that we can shoot along the way. And part of that is just uh, structure on set and organization when we know we're shooting for two different things at the same time. So, wow. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, since I'm not in this space, how much time when you factor in all the things how much time goes into, let's say, a 30-second commercial? It depends on the commercial. <laughs> it depends on the commercial. <laughs> like the one we, the one a we, really, really good 30-second commercial. Oh, wow. And that had been stylistically. Like on the, the one we did Monday was a comedy piece, yeah. and it was just talking heads. So there will not be uh, there will be plenty of time. Like We'll probably have five, six days of editing, a day of mm-hmm. color grading. We had three days of production, or pre-production, one day of production. So probably about 10 days into that one, you know? Wow. But um, on, on like some of the Illinois Department of Transportation stuff we've done in the past, like the one that we did with Michael Rooker and we did with the Arthur Agency called The Driving Dead. Where was a year? <laughs> Into four spots, essentially, is what yes. it felt like. Wow. I mean, it, it, it felt like it by the time it was all 
It was about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. I think most people are like me and kind of underestimate how much time goes into these little slots of 30 seconds, you know, between, you know, whatever your show that you're watching or your YouTube channel or whatever it is. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It depends. That's a lot of work. It it is, but it's so fun and it's fun to dive and get, get yourself deep into the work and just get engrossed with and just like that's all you're thinking about and you yeah. put all the details in there yeah for excellent very cool well i love this interview i really appreciate cool. you guys joining okay. i love film too okay. so i don't want to be yeah. like your dad because i've got that inspiring 12 <laughs> year old filmmaker okay yes and uh, he's way ahead of many of the folks that i know and so this was very interesting for me too all right so yeah we've had several people reach out to us and like how can we help with you guys and stuff like that and and it's all about just connecting like hey we can we meet with you and we'll see what we can do maybe we can work together and and learn from that what made you decide on gorilla film because it's not an actual gorilla right 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 i I think it started from there's this whole concept of gorilla filmmaking which is kind of like uh on the edge and a group of people gather together that's going to go and I don't know how to answer that, actually. It's leaner, in my mind. Like, it's leaner. It's more efficient. Like, and it's obviously based off guerrilla warfare. Like, a lot yeah. of times you can have, or guerrilla marketing. Or guerrilla tactics. You tactic. have the same yeah. or better results using less assets. So, it's all, yeah. to me, about efficiency. Like, we yeah. can take a five-person crew, and we can do a commercial that competes with a 25-person crew. Mm. Or we can take a 25-person crew and do a commercial that competes with a 100-person crew. And um, that, that was... One of the things mm-hmm. you were looking at was the the scalability that we offer, mm-hmm. and that the quality doesn't really vary all that much. I mean, it does, but mm-hmm. like like per the final product, product um, yeah. just scalable, and we'll basically attack whatever the problem is or the project is. Yes, and I think have the appropriate right. Team. And I think even starting from the process of even kind of when we early started, like we're focusing on cinematography, we're focusing on audio, focused on lighting, focused on directing, focused on getting all these elements together. Whereas most people or most agencies have somebody that's dedicated to this, dedicated to this, and this, that over the years, I think we've built all the abilities a little bit to, to be able to run all that together instead of, so we don't have to really reach out too, too far. But yet at the same time, we've acquired that knowledge and we're always still learning every single project. There's, there's not a time we're not, but I think that culminates gorilla gorilla film. And mm-hmm. actually since we branded that, I think our first shoot was in LA and we flew over there and we landed and the crew was, you know, like we've heard of you guys, you yeah. know, you, we've worked with you before. And like, I don't think you really I think have taken the twist from gorilla filmmaking, which is a known film style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, and there are a couple other similar names out there, but I think they're just associating guerrilla filmmaking. I'm like, oh, I've, I've heard of guerrilla film. It's yeah. just cool. That was another thing that's funny. Like speaking of, it's not just the benefits of living in the Midwest or living in a small town, but it was it was interesting when we went and shot in L.A. Um, I was picking some stuff up at a rental house, and the people there were like, oh, so what are you doing? We're like, oh, we're filming a commercial. Oh, cool, I filmed too. What, what are you doing? I was like, oh, my buddy's the DP or the director of photography. They're like, Where's he from? Like Southern Illinois. Like, well, why didn't they hire somebody from LA? <laughs> you know. So it's just kind of like, like that's I guess modern America. Like you can live wherever you want and pursue mm-hmm. whatever dream right. you want. Yeah. Because uh, everything's scalable, and because you have the access to yeah. travel wherever you need. 
I, I love that's a great summary because that's exactly what this podcast yeah. is about. Yeah. So. so for anybody that's listening to this interview that would like to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Actually, probably just go to our website, which is gorillafilm.com. And through there, we have a contact link, which you can get to us. And then um, we really haven't even set up a really YouTube page yet. Yeah, <laughs> We're really slow on the marketing side. <laughs> but uh, we do have Vimeo pages and stuff. And usually we send out direct links to clients here and there. But yeah. probably gorillafilm.com. Direct okay. email. Like if we get Facebook messages, they may sit there for a minute or a month. <laughs> you know, so. Tennyson Tanner. Uh, Jonah Atkins, Gorilla Film. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very yeah, much for having us. Thank you so us. much. This was a treat. I learned a whole lot, so yeah, I'm excited here. about uh, listening to this again. Yeah. So we want to thank our guests, but we also want to thank our sponsors for making this possible. Fowler Heating and Cooling, Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond, Harley Davidson, and RV, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and Union Street Arts. Also, Luke O'Neill, our podcast producer from Union Street Arts, and my son, David Williams, who does the post-production for us on the podcast. So you can look for Small Town Business Business in anywhere that you usually listen to your podcast, which includes Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podbean, and Apple. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel and watch the video episodes. And if you wouldn't mind, please subscribe so you can help us reach more audience. And if you want to know more about Small Town Big Business Podcast, you might want to join us on a Small Town Big Business Podcast as one of our guests. Or you'd like to know more about the ethos at the Citadel Project here in Marion, Illinois, you can contact me at russell at watermarkethos.org. Hey, this is Russell Williams. And I'm Allison Hassler. Thank you so much for joining us today.